Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we begin reading the final book of the Torah from the five books of Moses, the book of Devarim, Deuteronomy, which means words. And the book of Devarim is a 37-day long speech by Moses, really. It's like his will, it's his final speech before he dies. Uh, it starts on, on the month of Shabbat and it ends on the 17th of, on the 7th of Adar, which is the day that he passes away on the year 2488 from creation, the year uh, to, uh, 1273 before uh, the common era. So in his speech, in his final speech, Moses uh, makes a recap, he makes a recap of the major events and laws that are recounted in the Torah in the Torah's other four books. And thus the book of Devarim is also called, also known as Mishneh Torah, which is the repetition of the Torah. And um, because um, Moses wrote all the other five books the same way, he also wrote them. The difference is that in the other four books, he was like a scribe for Hashem. He transcribed every word that Hashem told him and he wrote it down. It was received from God while Devarim, he says, it's in his own words, it's, uh, it's done in first person, while the other four books are done in third person. So we see that the other four books, it always says, and Hashem and God said to Moshe to tell Aaron such and such and such. And we see that in the book of Devarim, Moses says, and I said to you, he doesn't, he doesn't do it in third person. He says, and God said to me, or I said to you, he puts himself there in first person. So the, the distinction is clearly seen by the fact that the first four books are written in the third person. And, and we see here that, the, that there's a very big change. Nevertheless, the Varim belongs to what we call the written Torah. It's also part of the written Torah. It's not part of the oral Torah. It's the last and fifth book of the, of the books of Moses. And meaning that not only the content, but also the words and letters are considered to be of divine origin. And our sages explained that Moses had so totally abnegated himself to God, he had nullified himself in such a way that everything that came out of his mouth was really from God. He wouldn't say anything that God didn't tell him to do. So it says that, the, that the, he was so, so, so nullified, so, so zero egocentric, there was no ego in him whatsoever, that the divine presence spoke from his throat, that Hashem spoke from his throat, and Moses' own words are also Hashem's words. And as such, the book of Devarim acts as a bridge between the written Torah and the oral Torah. It's a bridge. And the oral Torah includes the Talmud and the Midrashim, and the commentaries and the codes, and the Zohar and the Kabbalah. And everything that a worthy student will expound on and learn on um, before his master. So everything that has been produced by 33 centuries of Torah scholars, uh, studying and interpreting the Torah in accordance with the Sinaitic tra tradition in the oral Torah, which is generated by minds and mouths less ego-free than Moses, like the people that wrote the, the, the Talmud and the people that wrote the Gemaras and the Midrash and all these oral Torah, really, they were very highly spiritually um, people, 
they were also zero egocentric their only purpose in life was to serve Hashem uh, but uh, in reality there has been nobody like Moshe like it says like there's nobody like him so in other words we have two dimensions to the Torah there is a dimension in which both the content and the packaging are bestowed from above, comes from above, and there's a dimension in which the divine wisdom and will is packaged in our own words. So, and then we have the book of Devarim, which is something that is not even, not here and not there. It's right in the middle, like I said before, it is the bridge between the, the books of Moses and the, the oral tradition. So we see here, that a human being, uh, uh, Moses, attain, is able to attain a level of identification with the divine wisdom and will, on which his own words are completely in harmony with the, with the, with the divine content. So in reality, this is what we have to strive to become. We have to strive to become a person that in thought, speech, and action, we, we are a revelation of Hashem. I know it's very hard and maybe it's gonna take us a lifetime and maybe when we leave this world, we'll, we'll never be able to come and attain it completely because we're not meant to be Moshe Rabbeinu. But each one of you is meant to be the best you can be. Like when uh, the, the tzaddik, Repsusha uh, of Anapoli, he was crying before his death and his students went to him and said, but Repsusha, why are you crying? He says, because when I die, they're not going to ask me if I was, why wasn't I like Moshe Rabbeinu. This is not the question they're going to ask me. They're going to ask me why weren't you the best susha you could become. So in reality, and he was the best susha, but he was such a humble man that he felt that he hadn't been able to achieve the greatness of susha. So if you were able to tap into your own potential, you have to know that you have a divine potential. You have something that is bigger than you, that it's not, it's not your personality, it's not your intelligence, it's not your beauty, it's not, nothing that has to do with your body and your physical, nothing. It's bigger than you. And it's Mamesh, a piece of God within you. It's your godly, divine soul inside of you. It is there. And so, just like Moshe had a godly spark, we too have a godly spark. And not only that, the sages teach us that every person has um, a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu within himself. So that spark of Moshe really is a spark of God. So what we have to emulate and try to attain in our lifetime is that we live a life in which we're transparent to what we were created to be. And this is a kadosh, this is, this, is, this is holiness. When a person lives his life according to the Torah, which is Hashem himself contained in the Torah, his wisdom and his, and his will are contained in the Torah. This is what we know about God, is what he, what he, his wisdom and his desire for the world. And you live according to this, then you are a living God in this world. You are revealing Hashem in this world through your physicality but you are a revelation of Hashem. So we see here that uh, indeed it is from the book of Devarim that the entire oral to Torah flows and Moses other identification with the divine wisdom empowers our own lesser souls, each, each of which possesses a spark of, of Moshe Rabbeinu to create out for ourselves our own words, receptacles for divine wisdom. 
So Hashem made man, he made man, he made a talking man, he made, a, that's why we're different than animals, because we have speech, we're able to talk. Yes, you're gonna tell me, Margie, the parrot can talk, but in reality, that's not speech. That's not, he has no chokmah, he has no wisdom to speak. He's gonna say what you teach him, but he's not gonna tell you I'm hungry or, or I'm cold or I wanna go on a vacation. He's not gonna tell you something that comes from his intellect. It's gonna come from his, from what he desired, from, from what you have taught him. So I'm sorry. So this happens on one level every time we open our mouths. So the ancient philosophers referred to the human being as the speaker and no one has yet come up with a better appellation for the talk talkative race. So human beings love to talk. We can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and we don't even get tired talking. Like I can give you a class for 20 hours straight and I'm not gonna be tired. We can talk our, our, our hearts out. So the, the, the quadrillions of words unleashed each day in every imaginable medium, like you hear all this noise all day from every place, we see that we are talkative people. This is, we were created with the attribute of, of speech. Hashem gave us this attribute. So because, the, the, because of this, there are sages teach that nothing that the human being wants more than to do is, is to play God. And, uh, and, and that's why Eve transgressed. That was the, the reason why they ate from that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Is because they didn't want to be these people that are robots, that they're like angels, that they do everything Hashem wants them to do, and they don't have a, 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 an understanding of good and evil. They ate from this tree so they could have free choice. A person that doesn't know good from bad has no free choice, can't have free choice. So we see that God did it. He spoke reality into being. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And he said, let the waters gather uh, and the land be revealed. And oceans and continents were formed. But man looks at God's creation and sees it as something still unformed. Hashem said, let us make man. What? Who was he talking to? Let us make man. Who was he talking to when he said that? So it says that he was talking to man. He says, let us make man. What does that mean? He said, I'm going to make a world that is unfinished and I'm going to make a person that is unfinished. We come here with a lot of baggage. We, we come with a lot of, of bad character traits and uh, uh, bad middles and uh, all these things. And we have to come to this world and we have to refine the world. We have to refine the place we're living, the, 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 whatever surrounds us. We have to refine ourselves inside. We have to finish ourselves. We are not finished product. And I think a person lives a hundred years and still leaves this world and hasn't finished working on himself. To work on oneself all his life, to be the, 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 uh, an Evet Hashem, to be a servant of God, to be a holy person, it takes more than one lifetime. So we see here that, so we speak and speak and speak, categorizing quantity and qualifying God's world in an effort to give it meaning and purpose. So the need for a human being to be always speaking words and speaking and speaking is to make himself worthy, to make himself meaningful. You know, sometimes people say things that are incredible things and sometimes people really use their mouths for very bad things. 
like la sonará, talk bad about people, or, or, or talk bad about a place, or all these things that come out of our mouths. But in reality, if you see the, the, the root of the words, where they're coming from, is to make yourself um, a person that exists. People talk because they need to feel that they exist in this world and that they have something to say. So of course there are differences. God's infinite and omnipotent, we are finite and, 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 and finite and fallible. Hashem is all, 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 all creation, Hashem is everything, and we are a speck, we're a little dot in His creation. So we see here that God spoke light into being and we have been granted the power to speak that light into a brighter, more focused luminescence. Like Hashem said, let us create light, and a Jew has the power to create even more light. He gives us the mitzvot, he gives us the opportunity that through learning Torah and doing mitzvot, we can even bring more light to the world. You know, we live in the world of action, of Asiya. It's a very dark world. This is a very dark world where we live. But when someone does a good act, when he does a, 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 an act of, of love and kindness, a, a mitzvah, he is creating light for the world. And in a sense, he is a creator. He becomes a partner in creation with God. So, but, so what we see is that the partner in creation who God desired, a partner who is just as likely to run the shop in, into the ground as to build it up. We have that, that capacity. We can destroy the whole world with our words or we can build the whole world with our words. You know, you can say something nasty to someone and, 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 and that person, you can kill his, his spirit by saying that, you know, about, you, you've, you've heard about emotional abuse. People can really, the words can be bullets or words can really build a whole person up. So we see that, <clears throat> that we are a free independent partner whose choices are fully our own. Our, our, what we decide to do is our free choice and, um, and we, are, we are fully responsible for what we do and what we say and what we think. It's, it's our responsibility. You know, people say, why did God do this to me? Why did God do this to me? Hashem doesn't do anything to anybody. Hashem lets you be who you are. And your choices take you in, in those directions. It takes you to these places. So in reality, God wanted true partners in his creation, in his endeavor, not a bunch of, of employees and messenger boys. He didn't, for that he has the angels, which do whatever he needs them to do. They are created with no free will and they have a, a, a job to fulfill. But God did, did even more than that. Not only did he subject his creation to human speechifying, he also put his Torah and his own thoughts and desires into human cognizant words through the Torah. So the Torah really is, uh, is Hashem uh, put himself, he, he, he shrunk himself and he put himself in the Torah so we can relate to him, so we can emulate him, so we can live a life uh, of, of purpose and meaning, a godly life. And because, if, because that's what he wants. He wants a true partner. And uh, he wants a partner that not only does his part in developing the business, but he also participates in drawing up the mission statement 
uh, with rules and regulations. So God granted the human mind and the mouth a mandate not only to shape his world, but also to participate in the formulation of the Torah. So the laws, the blueprint, and the source of code of creation. And thus was born the book of the Barim, the book of words. So Hashem wants us to be his partners. He wants us to be part of, of, of his world. And that's why you have an oral Torah too. An oral Torah, which is um, it's a divine ordained uh, Torah, but it was uh, translated and it was uh, codified by the sages. It didn't come to them like it came to Moshe Rabbeinu directly from Hashem. They had to, to work on it by interpretation, but nevertheless, it's also divine. So the first to receive the mandate was Moshe Rabbeinu, who fulfilled it to, to perfection, uh, and he gave his contribution to the world. And it became, uh, he, the, the, the Varim became one of the five books of the Torah. And Moses' achievements contains empowering seeds for all subsequent human partners to articulation of divine wisdom. So the Rebbe here, this beautiful article, which is based on the teachings of the Rebbe and who was adapted by Yankee Tauber, really what he's telling us is that the book of the Varim, if it, there's something that this book teaches us, is that we are meaningful, we're purposeful, Hashem needs us in this world, He wants us as His partners, and uh, He gave us the tools to be able to do it. We have to choose if we're going to use them for Him or we're going to use them for ourselves. And that's the, the whole thing. So I want to wish you a blessed week, Rosh Chodesh Tov, and a blessed month of Av. And remember, re live a little higher. Thank you.